This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. You know, I was thinking we really should have ran for president, vice president this year for the Libertarian Party. You think so? Yeah, I think that would have been the best marketing technique, <laughs> honestly. I think we could have got a lot you more know, followers. One of us run for president, the other one run for vice president. Yeah. Get a lot more followers. Well, who's going to run for vice president? Uh, we'll just have to draw, we'll just have to flip a coin. Maybe that's the Nothing fairest wrong way with silver to name. do it. We'll see. Nothing wrong. <laughs> the problem is, what if you actually get the nomination? <laughs> oh, God. That would suck. <laughs> I, yeah, that part would really And suck. then what? Let's make sure we don't put this part on the internet. This is just for the Fed Haters Club. Okay. <laughs> you know, just make it a little bit tougher. I guess we are going to put this out on the podcast, though. Yeah. Um, I saw Clint Russell, Liberty Lockdown Pod, is running for VP. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't I don't remember how the Libertarian Party does it. I guess, do you run that you run separately? You can run specifically for president it's or vice like president? It's like how it used to be. And so whoever gets second place in votes is the vice president. Well, I I mean, Clint has specifically said he's running for vice president. Oh. Like a specific thing. That's what I saw anyway. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know how it works. So clearly we're not going to do it. Uh, we'll try and study the rules before the next uh, presidential election, and then we'll do it then. Is and, Clint not a member? Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm, Neither maybe, is Nate. Maybe he's talking about me. I am. Could be talking about me. I'm not a member. You are a member. So anyway, this is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about Let's life, liberty, and the pursuit. Yeah, we'll get that. I'll have time. We got to build a website, stuff like that. You know, using Wix, it could take yeah. forever. So we'll if you just, become um, the nominee, I mean, you could get maybe get on Rogan's podcast or something. Sure. Yeah, that's the fast track right there. Yeah, we got a four year plan. <laughs> okay, that's how we're going to do this thing. Yeah. Speaking of elections, actually coming up after this first story, interesting story. That uh, just came out this morning. So I wanted to throw some wild theories out there, if you don't mind, for a Monday. Yeah, I like theories. I love wild speculating ones. wildly about stuff. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, That's House, what this whole show has become about, I know. by the way. It's so much more fun. We no longer seek the truth. Mm-hmm. We seek. We create the truth. We speak. <laughs> we just talk about how we feel. We speak the, the truth show. into existence. Yeah. I just want to talk about how I feel, because that's my truth. The House... <laughs> January 6th committee deleted more than 100 encrypted files days before the GOP took the majority. Uh, Saying sources here, apparently Fox News has the exclusive here because it starts with exclusive. Mm. Like on Twitter when it says breaking, it's not actually breaking, you know. Uh, I feel like they're lying to us. Yeah, good. They are. What are they hiding from us, you think? I don't know. The Fed surrection? Is that what happened? I don't know. The former House Select Committee on January 6th deleted more than 100 encrypted files from its probe just days before Republicans took over the majority in the House of Representatives. Fox News Digital has learned. Fox News Digital? Yeah, that's not even... They're experts on this stuff. Not even Fox News Analog. This is the digital section. (laughs) Yeah. They move faster and more efficiently. The House Administration Committee's Oversight Subcommittee say that five times fast, is leading an investigation into Jan 6, led by Chairman Barry Loudermilk, who is a Republican from Georgia. The panel is investigating the security That's how failures. I like my milk, by the way. Louder? Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. Louder the better. I, do too. I agree with that. The panel is investigating the security failures on that day, as well as the actions of the former select 
committee investigating the Capitol riot. Sources familiar with Loudermilk's investigation told Fox News per house, that per House rules, the former select committee, which was chaired by Benny Thompson, was required to turn over all documents from its investigation to the new GOP-led panel after Republicans secured the majority of the House of Representatives following the 2022 midterm. Uh, but sources told Fox News that Thompson had told Loudermilk that the select committee would turn over four terabytes of archived data. But the new committee only received approximately two terabytes of data. Hmm. It's a lot of data. I don't I know that. I don't know that guy, by the way. No, I don't. I, don't, I didn't so. watch the Jan Six stuff. Uh, let's see. Fox has learned that Loudermilk's committee hired a digital forensics team to scrape hard drives to determine what information they were not given. The team, according to sources familiar, determined that 117 files were both deleted and encrypted. Sources said those files were deleted on Jan 1, 2023, just days before Thompson's team was required to transfer the data to the new committee. Uh, Fox News learned the forensics team recovered all 117 deleted and encrypted files, and now Loudermilk is demanding answers and passwords to access the data. See, they've got passwords on mm-hmm. there, and I assume they tried password one, exclamation point, yeah. password two, exclamation point, stuff P like that. at symbol, dollar, dollar sign. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, W0RD. Running through all those different things. Then yeah. you want to go through like the pet names of all the people that yeah. are there mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. They'll get it eventually. The, I don't know if they just tried all zeros or maybe leaving a blank. Yeah. That could be a way to do it too. This is the government we're talking about here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Loudermilk sent a letter to Thompson and said, as you acknowledge in your Jan 7 letter, the select committee... That's July 7 letter. July 7, thank you, letter, the select committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol did not archive all committee records as required. You wrote that you sent specific transcribed interviews and depositions to the White House and Department of Homeland Security, but did not archive them with the clerk of the House. Uh, said that they said they turned over four terabytes, but actually less than three terabytes of data. And he's asking for the passwords. And they have, I believe, until January, I think it said 24th later in the article, to turn over the password so they can see what's on these files. Charlie, what's on the files? Um, Probably more shenanigans. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know how to say it, butt stuff. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. D picks, maybe stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Epstein's flight logs, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Below the pants selfie. Where specifically they are going to be turning the frogs gay could be on there. Mm-hmm. Potentially the uh, the fake moon landing. Mm, okay, who shot JFK? That could be in these that files. Could be in there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more than likely, I, why would they? Why would they delete 117? files and encrypt and password encrypt them i think the answer would be that there were things said in depositions that they did not want to be part of their jan 6 tv spectacle that they put on uh, when they were hosting that whole thing probably people saying like uh yeah we just let them in pretty much everything was fine you know they're yeah i don't think it was an insurrection yeah or saying like oh i was there but i was an informant for the fbi yeah stuff like that right you know uh, that's my assumption. You know, Ray Epps saying, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, they paid me a bunch of money to go tell people to go in the building. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll Why see else actually... do you delete things? Maybe they were just, maybe they were duplicates. And and so they just deleted them because they realized they had mismanaged their files. And then they put passwords on them 
because they were embarrassed about them being duplicated. <laughs> probably. Yeah. That's that's yep. the uh, surest explanation that I can come up with. That's why I do right it there. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll see what they say. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, in other news, do you think they'll be able to get the passwords? They they sent it in a letter that they have to give them the password. So mm-hmm. I I don't know what yeah. else they're going to do. I mean, I guess you could actually get in trouble. Is you that like obstruction or something? They don't have a sign on the door that says like you must leave passwords. That's true. When turning over mm, or like. Uh, encrypted files prohibited on the door. Right. So they a, can't, with they can't X do through that. It, that kind of thing. Yeah. Was this a strongly like written letter? Like, I'm not sure how strongly, strongly worded, worded? The was. I don't know. Hmm. Depends on them. Um, it uh, depends on how strong the words were in there. We'll, we'll see. Louder milk won't show us the letter. Do you think he typed it in all caps? It probably did. So they knew that he was yelling at them. So and it was serious. very important. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. That's what I would hope from my congressman anyway. Okay. On the other on the other side of things, Meatball Ron has ended his 2024 presidential campaign. Uh, Ron DeSanctimonious dropped out before the New Hampshire primary, which is tomorrow, because he didn't want to get five or six percent. Uh, and also, he endorsed Trump. Kind of, uh, kind of, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it seems like he said that he would that he took a vow or oath or whatever to, to support to the Republican support the nominee, nominee. Mm-hmm. but he didn't say it was Trump yet. No. I think essentially he endorses Trump. You see, now I actually hadn't listened to anything that he said. I assumed that he just endorsed Trump. No. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Several posts on Twitter saying that he endorsed Trump. I did too, but I, I listened to the actual speech that he gave. Okay. Okay. And he said that he took a oath to endorse the Republican nominee. Okay. Oh, look at that. Fact check. Charlie coming in on a Monday. That's right. I like it. All right. Anyhow, I read a little Twitter this weekend. He's out of there. He's gone. In between packing boxes, you had time to scroll some some Twitter. I huh? Sure did. Nice. Uh, he's out of there, which is you know he's a he's been a decent governor on some things. He's kind of a weird guy. Um, ever since I saw he's the home, been a bad governor on some things. He has also been bad. We've we've uh, criticized him on several things, especially we we. Went out there on the ledge and uh, critiqued what he did with Disney there in Florida because we weren't big fans of that. He seems like kind of a weird dude who wears hidden high heels to make himself taller and grinds his teeth in a really weird fashion and kind of looks like Homelander from the boys. And and so I think that <laughs> is all those things combined together is what took him down. He's just kind of a kind of a strange no, dude. Gavin Newsom looks like Homelander. <laughs> Gavin Newsom has the uh, like the aura of Homelander. Yeah. But I I mean, you look at their faces. You, you put them side by side. Sanctimonious and Homelander. Uh, some pretty good shots out mm-hmm. there I've seen. They're probably all AI generated. I don't know. So anyhow, he's out of the race. And uh, now it's just going to be between Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. She said it, that it was a two-person race. <laughs> she was, she was right. into existence. Look at that. Woman power. Yeah. I mean, after Iowa, she said it's a two-person race, even though Ron came in second in Iowa and she came in third. I also saw where Ron said that he would for sure continue his presidential campaign till the end of March. Mm. And uh, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Mm-mm. That he, was on a podcast two two days before he announced the end of his campaign. Well, he probably got some more donations probably, when he said that. He's probably going to focus on being governor again, I bet. I'd which I I think is fine. 
And maybe it'll be his. Do you think he's going to be vice president? No. 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 Me either. I don't see it happening. Mm -mm. I really don't. Uh, The next thing, let's talk about Trump for a minute. I think Trump's probably going to be the nominee. We'll look at something that he said recently, speaking in New Hampshire, that got a nice community note on it. Uh, Actually, we could watch the video and just listen to what he had to say about tariffs. You know, tariffs? Mm, That's how you punish other countries. You get Mexico to pay for the wall. You know, you get China to pay for their cheap goods and stuff. And uh, it's just a great way to be. I took on communist China like no administration in history, bringing in hundreds of billions of dollars, pouring right into our treasury, when no other president in all of these years had ever gotten 10 cents, not not 10 cents, came into our country from China. And I took... I don't know, I'm going to need a fact check on the 10 cent thing. Well, good thing the the readers left a community note. Yes, it is a good thing. That's yeah. Man, I just love me some community notes, you know. Uh, community notes said the claim that Trump brought in hundreds of billions of dollars from China is false. The tariffs that he is referring to are almost entirely paid by American consumers, not China. They amount to a large tax increase. Hmm. Look at that. That is true. Education coming from community notes. Fact check true. In fact, when you put tariffs on Chinese goods, no, I mean, you think about it for two seconds. China doesn't pay the tariff. It's the people that are buying the stuff from China that pay the tariff. That's how a tariff works. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, no, they didn't pay it. Americans paid those tariffs that you were putting on Chinese goods. In fact, it actually caused some companies to move all their manufacturing overseas to China. I was reading about that because they would order components from China and assemble them here. It was actually cheaper just to have everything assembled in China and then ship them over from there for some of these companies. So I read an article in um, NPR about that. They're also critiquing Biden because Biden has kept these tariffs going as well. And it's, it's just a tax. NPR is critiquing Biden. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It was actually from, from last year sometime. Uh, but uh, plenty of articles talking about how the tariffs, the cost of the tariffs actually, uh, are born by the American people. Now, who would have predicted that? I don't, there's not a single economic theory out there that says this would actually just cause uh, prices for Americans. And there's to go not up. a podcast bringing it to you. Not a single one. There's not an economic ideology. There's not a political party out there. Do you think how many people would have told realize you this? how how sarcastic we actually are? <laughs> if it's your first time listening, I bet some people are like. Wait, yeah, there are. Yeah. Just search tariff in our episodes. Yeah. We'll, we've talked about it multiple times. <laughs> oh, God. Um, who pays the cost of the tariffs? Several Back studies. when John was on the show, even. Yeah, we talked about tariffs like one of our first episodes. Yeah. Because John was building a house. Our friend John was building the house, and the price of his house went up uh, maybe roughly 30% just in tariffs overall. I that, mean, you got that China was paying, though, right? Well, China paid the tariffs, <laughs> so it didn't affect him any. And no, he was uh, he was getting solar panels, the windows and stuff, and then even wood, even wood. You know, we had tariffs on Canadian wood, mm-hmm. and so everything got more expensive for people here in the United States. If you're still going to buy from these other countries, or you could buy from American manufacturers that are more expensive, yeah, no matter what, they were still more expensive. You pay higher <laughs> prices, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just how it works, okay? Who pays the cost of the tariffs? Several studies have examined the cost of the Section 301 tariffs. For example, these economists 
showed that by the end of the first year that the tariffs were in place, U.S. real income declined by $1.4 billion per month. More recently, trade analysts, uh, these people's names from the American Action Forum, found that U.S. consumers largely bore the brunt of the tariffs, paying a total of $48 billion with half of this figure paid by U.S. firms that rely on intermediate inputs from China. A recent report by the U.S. International Trade Commission agreed that the cost of tariffs was passed through to U.S. importers. Uh, Back in 2019, President Biden agreed, stating Trump doesn't get the basics. He thinks his tariffs are paid for by China. Any beginning econ student at Iowa or Iowa State could tell you the American people are paying his tariffs. But he, he kept kept the tariffs well yeah because now that the government has those that money coming in and also it would be bad politically for him to come in with all of the hubbub around hunter and china Mm. and all that stuff and he comes in and takes away the china tariffs republicans who claim to know things about economics would say that he was just trying to help china when he did that because people don't actually have any principles when when it comes down to it unfortunately um, okay, one other thing, speaking of people not having principles, Donald Trump posted out on Instagram uh, critiquing Nikki Haley because Nikki Haley, get this, Charlie, she thinks that we need to reform our entitlement system before it all goes bankrupt. Kind of. I mean, she clarified, she, well, she contradicted herself, but she tried to clarify in her town hall that I watched. Yeah. Well, she, the, the clarification is when you say do you want to reform it, you're saying that like, oh, you're going to take away money from people who are retiring right now. But she only That's wanted to not... raise it for young people. Yes. And she didn't give an age. She, she did say that the retirement age needs to be raised for young people. She has thrown out, I think, people the age of her kids, like in their 20s and stuff or however old they are, that they need to be on a different system, that they need to be able to opt out or just plan on not getting yeah. as much money. And not depending on Social Security for retirement. The current pyramid's about to peak. It's yeah. it's there. Um, it actually, uh, if you look at this, we're a little bit past what the peak is. Uh, around 2034, this right here says the uh, U.S. trust fund assets reserves as a percent of those trust fund those uh, annual costs uh, for these programs. I like how they still call it a trust fund, even though they take money out of it all the time. Yeah, they put it. There's an IOU in there. You know, you don't you don't want to you don't want to lose that IOU. It's a pretty big one. Well, do you think the lock for this lockbox is encrypted? It could. Someone could have broken the password on it. Hmm. Actually, you know. Yeah. Or they found the keys to it. Anyway, they're saying by 2034 we get down to no trust fund assets uh, for these. for Medicare and Social Security. The point is, what's annoying to me, um, we have to do something about Social Security and, and Medicare. Like, we're going we're gonna to be forced into it, and essentially everyone has decided that we're just going to wait until we're forced into it. And because no one wants to be the person who goes out there and leads the charge to fix it. Because well, you lose votes. Because they'll lose their job. <laughs> yeah. And so... You know, do you blame the politicians or do you blame the people? Like, why is it that they know if they go out there and say that they're going to fix Social Security by uh, letting people opt out and and phasing this out like in 20 or 30 years that they'll end up losing their job if they do this? So is it the politicians fault for not stepping out or is it the people who act like they care about our fiscal cliff? But it seems like they actually don't when it comes to things that they care about. I mean, is it the people's fault or the politicians? You know, maybe AOC wasn't wrong. 
saying that we only had about 10 years. She was just thinking climate change. Yeah, she got the cause wrong. But really, mm-hmm. it's the fiscal Im- Im- implosion mm-hmm. of the United States. And by default, therefore, we couldn't afford climate change. That's true. I think that's maybe where she was going with it. She just stuck with the climate change part. I guess And so. forgot that we yeah. won't be able to afford all the things we need to do for climate change. And that's why, I mean, everything's going to happen at once, mm-hmm. 2034. All of it. No money, volcano explosions, and mm-hmm. humans breathing. Yeah. Scariest environment imaginable. Yeah. The world's going to crumble in <laughs> itself. It'll be much like that Titanic submarine. You know? Yeah. Just going to... Right. Gone. Right into space. Imploded. Yeah. Yep. The earth is going to suck in on itself. <laughs> That's how we all die. Okay. Yeah. My serious point here is that I find it super annoying that all of these uh, MAGA conservative people who will critique everything that the Democrats uh, or people on the left will do in their spending will still completely deny the fact that this is a program that has to get fixed. And if we don't fix social security and Medicare, basically nothing else we do matters. Like all the other discretionary spending stuff that we tinker around with, it does nothing. You know, we'll have fights over $20 billion. What if we just print more money? That's, that's (laughs) what we're going to end up doing. That's the issue. I mean, you're talking, well, you know, all these modern monetary theories. Why are you listening to the old guard? Hmm. The new modern monetary theorists, they have the modern theory. They all say printing money is fine. I guess. I mean, we didn't have any inflation over the last few years, so everything ended up fine. Yeah. We're all still living, you know? Eggs are $5 a dozen now, but who cares? Yeah. Yeah. All right. What were they, 38 cents in 2019? What did eggs go to, by the way? They were like two fifty now, weren't they? Like thirty eight cents, forty cents, maybe. Oh, I don't know what eggs went to. I don't know. They got super expensive there for a bit. I think they were like cheap there for a bit. And they got crazy. They got to where you couldn't even buy them there for a little while for for like six months or so. People were hoarding eggs. eggs. Got bad. No, they just the prices went up during the inflation thing. Okay. There was a supply problem with uh, with eggs. All the chickens were on strike. It was a general mm. chicken strike uh, with eggs. We can read about that some other time. So. Um, so Nikki Haley, here's, let me actually try to seriously post something to you here for a minute. I saw this too. Um, oh yeah, this video is funny too. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Poor Nikki. We hate Nikki Haley, right? I mean, more than we hate Trump, probably. Yeah. That's probably based on the fact that she would be fine starting tons of wars and being involved in whatever conflict we could be involved in. Yeah, she's for sure a neocon. All right, I'm going to ask Charlie a very important question coming right up on Liberty at Night on the Free Talk Live Network. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. 
No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. USA News Update. Former President Trump is stopping in on primary voters in New Hampshire as they cast ballots in that state's first-in-the-nation vote. We may stop at one more, and uh, nobody knew we were coming. This is pretty amazing. It's a two-person race in New Hampshire between Trump and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Most of the recently dropped-out candidates have lined up behind Trump to receive the GOP nomination. All this as Trump continues to face pressing legal matters over his actions during the post-election period in 2020. He claims it will help him politically, not hurt him. A U.S. military veteran will get the experience of a lifetime earning a ticket to the upcoming Super Bowl. Los Angeles Rams rookie receiver Puka Nakua, together with the USAA and the Non-Commissioned Officers Association of America, is providing a trip to Las Vegas and the big game for two to Chief Master Sergeant Jim Sullivan. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live. What's up, 
y'all. This is Liberty Unite with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to talk about Social Security and some other stuff going on in the country. And then in the back half of this, we're going to get going on Dumb Leap of the Week, everyone's favorite day of the week. Go to joingmail.com to get your votes in. Let me pose a hypothetical scenario to you. Um, what do we on this podcast say is the most important? Economics. More than more than war? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Economics kills more people than war, doesn't it? Probably, yeah. I know that this would never happen. I'm just trying to, because I'm just telling you where my brain goes. You got one candidate who might bomb as many places as we're bombing right now. Um, but let's say that she was actually able to get some type of entitlement reform. That wouldn't happen because it doesn't matter. I mean, it just wouldn't happen. Okay, but let's say it would. What if Nikki Haley got in there and actually reformed Social Security in a way that we had a plan where people could opt out uh, or you keep this whole thing going without raising taxes, which is what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to raise the FICA taxes to keep this stuff going. But what if you actually had a phase-out plan and she brought this into existence and we finally had an opt-out on Social Security where people could keep more of their own money and create their own retirements, you know, without the government taking all this money from you. Um, would that be, would that be important to you? It would, but she wouldn't, here's, she wouldn't be able to do it because of the wars that she would start. We she would need, we need the money. to pay for those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she would get to it in her, in her next term. I bet. Yeah. You know, you have to reelect her to get those entitlements under I just had this weird thought over the weekend where I was like, what if she actually did reform Social Security and Medicare in a way that didn't raise taxes, but we actually phased it out? Like, that's actually more important to me than all the other stuff, because that's the actual physical physical cliff that we're going to hit. But if she would actually do it. But then the thing thing is, she wouldn't do it, you know, Uh, so. Well, she would say that she would have to do it in her next term in their second term yeah yes. you wouldn't didn't have the votes to do it in the first term that way she'd get you. reelected. she also wouldn't be able to do it because she's a brown girl and, and girl and she's, she's brown, brown and, and a girl and a girl at the same time so she just not that we know what a girl is no we don't know that but all right let's, let's, here's the let's thing watch this video she's been discriminated against mm-hmm. yeah she's been protested and demonstrated against <laughs> whoops exactly okay let's watch this video that is definitely a true story and not made up at all we were the only indian family in our small southern town i was teased every day for being brown so anyone that wants to question it can go back and look at what i've said on how hard it was to grow up in the deep south as a brown girl anybody can look at my record and see when Walter Scott was shot down by... I really wish the two girls interviewing her were black, by the way. That would have been <laughs> so much funnier when they yeah. zoomed out. Just then. Also, what's this guy doing on the computer back there? Uh, but he's real busy. <laughs> a dirty cop. How I made sure that the Walter Scott family didn't suffer because we put the first body camera bill in the country in place. Source of pride. Saying that I had white friends as a source of pride. If you want to know what it was like growing up, I was disqualified from a beauty pageant because I wasn't white or black. What beauty pageant is this, by the way? (laughs) It was a non-Indian beauty pageant. I want to know what the beauty pageant is where they were like, well, 
we can't put you with the whites and we can't put you with the blacks. <laughs> and then you're talking like, what is this? And you're the, the only red. This is in the eighties or something like that, maybe. And you're like, well, she doesn't fit. She doesn't fit with the whites or the blacks. So we're just, we can't allow her to be in this beauty pageant. No, There's just no way. <laughs> Come on. Is this a real thing? It can't yeah. be a real thing. Because they didn't know where to put me. So look, I know the hardships, the pain that come with racism. It's the reason that I fight bullies every day when it comes to racism, anti-Semitism, or hate. And I always will. If I didn't mention slavery on that day, it's because that's an automatic. There's always been, the Civil War's always been known about slavery. Okay, now they're talking about her answer when whether or not the Civil War was about slavery. Oh, mm. and so she, she would definitely pass entitlement reform. She definitely would. Yeah, I believe her. Yeah, I believe everything in she says. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, ask, she's not doing anything different than any other politician. They all lie. I mean, to have a in the in the years that we've just gone through, to have a Republican almost front runner, not front runner, but a Republican woman up there that just is consistently playing the race and the gender card all the time is more annoying than anything Donald Trump says, in my opinion. And I don't care because I'm not going to vote for any of them, but I find it to be very annoying. And the idea that she thinks that this is going to play with Republican voters doesn't make any sense. So then I'm asking, well, what voters is she trying to play to right now? And I guess it's probably women. I guess it's probably minorities, but it's probably a lot of independents and maybe some Democrats that are definitely not going to vote for Biden. I've heard a lot that she's actually like a Democrat plant, you know, mm. that that's their plan to try and take out Trump. Are they funding her campaign? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like they are funding other Republican campaigns? Yeah. Um, I want to talk. To, I want to take a detour here. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. I'm going to tell you my new theory. Are you ready? Yeah. You ready for my new theory? Yes. So the no labels party, which doesn't have a label, just so you know, Mm -hmm. uh, they're alleging a criminal conspiracy against the 2024 presidential effort. So they're trying to get on the ballot in all 50 states. Um, I don't know how you're going to label them. They don't have any labels, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's going to be no labels party out there and they can't get on the ballot. Well, they're saying that this is actually a criminal conspiracy to block people from having choices. Now, as a libertarian, kind of agree. Problem is, we have a name. Yeah, that we, there's a, a label. Name. You got to not have a label. That's right. There's actually an article here in the show notes about this. A few articles down. No labels alleges criminal conspiracy. You can read it if you want. If you've got that up. Um, the problem is I haven't seen the show notes. We haven't used the show notes in thing in a while. Months. <laughs> All right. No labels. The nonpartisan group preparing to run a third party presidential ticket has asked the Dem- Department of Justice to investigate whether Democratic and Republican strategists are engaged in an unlawful conspiracy to subvert Americans voting rights. The organization, which has come under intense criticism for cent- uh, from centrist Democrats and never Trump Republicans, is opening up a new legal front to make its broader political point that voters deserve better, uh, deserve better, a better alternative to Biden-Trump rematch. All we are doing is offering a choice, said Ryan Clancy, the chief strategist for No Labels. Don't put a label on him. It's the No Face Girl. Mm-mm. There's a clear and coordinated effort 
that we have reported to the Department of Justice to undermine people's choices in this election. Yeah. Mm. You would say the Democrat and the Republican Party have made a clear effort. They have banded to together. To make it impossible <laughs> yeah. to get people on the ballot. This could actually be a really, if if they were to get some type of a law change with this, it could be pretty beneficial to not just them, but also the Libertarian Party or whoever else that's trying to get on the ballot in all 50 states. So that could be pretty cool. They're alleging that there's a fundamental distinction between political criticism of candidates, which is allowed, and working to prevent a political party from gaining ballot access. These groups are using intimidation to keep groups off the ballot, said former North Carolina Republican Governor Pat McCrory, the No Labels co-chair. This is not just an attack on a candidate, but on the right of the American people and our democracy. Well, any attack on our democracy, no, we cannot can't, have. We can't have. This is an insurrection. Since last spring, No Labels has been making moves to get ballot access in all 50 states to run a bipartisan ticket. Good luck in Tennessee. Those efforts have been met with alarm by operatives in both parties, but the White House has largely stayed out of the fight. Critics argue that a No Labels bid can result in only one outcome. The restoration of former President Trump to the White House. We can't have that happening. Well, that shouldn't matter. Um, if you're talking about ballot access, you know, it, sh- it shouldn't really matter that if you let this party get on the ballot, that could end up with someone you don't like becoming the president. <laughs> that surely can't be an argument. Yeah. It's going to hold up. That means it greatly <laughs> reduces the other one of the party's chances for winning. Yeah. And when you introduce more people. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. In, addition, in addition to the media interviews and negative tweets, There have been billboards driving around Georgetown questioning the financial motives of the No Labels CEO, Nancy Jacobson. No Labels claims that efforts like that are not protected by the First Amendment because they amount to voter intimidation. I actually don't agree with this case really at all. I I think they can put up whatever billboards they want. But Uh, so skipping down a little bit no labels canceled plans for its convention in dallas but has not announced how it plans to select its ticket the group has also not definitively said well it w- that it would field a ticket but with trump's victory in iowa and biden cruising to the democratic nomination the group seems likely to move forward with their plans former senator joe lieberman uh, heaped praise over the former south carolina governor nikki haley saying governor haley deserves serious consideration uh, we're not, we are talking to a lot of people in both parties. None of them have said no, and none of them have said yes. So the question is, is Nikki Haley going to be the no labels candidate? Hmm. That's what I want to know. Because if, if uh, to steal <clears throat> votes from Trump, mm-hmm. so, so, the, so Joe Biden wins again. Yeah. If, if the theory by a lot of people is that she's actually a Democrat plant, a Democrat funded operative to try and prevent Trump from winning. Um, that could actually work out pretty well because she would get a lot of the, she would get never Trump people who weren't going to vote for Trump anyway. Maybe they were going to vote for Biden against them, but maybe they vote for Haley. She'd get a lot of independence. Um, she actually does really well against Biden, by the way. Um, this is for independence. Likely voters, uh, Haley fares best against Biden as Republican contenders hold national leads. Uh, Haley with independence gets 59% to 38% when put up against Biden uh, for not just independence, but for everyone. Trump is nationally winning 50% to 48%, which is a statistical tie. The <clears throat> margin of error is 3.1 points. So 
statistical tie there. Uh, when it comes to Nikki Haley, nationally, for all likely voters, she's winning 53% to 45% against Biden currently right now. I actually think that if she were to run on the no labels ticket, this could uh, this could put Biden back in back in office. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I do. I really do. Therefore, I don't think we should allow them ballot access. Well, how do you feel? <laughs> I feel like this is the plan. Hmm. I feel like it's the third party run for Nikki Haley because at this point, I mean, she knows she's not going to win the nomination over Trump. So what is she doing? So will RFK Jr. be on the ballot in all 50 states as an independent? I don't think he's going to be on in all 50. I heard him ask that question recently, and you know he's having the same issue that, that everyone does, trying to get ballot access everywhere. So we'll see. Hmm. I know in, I guess in Tennessee, independents are easier to put on the ballot because the Libertarian Party pulled that protest thing, you know, a couple of years ago or when it, in 2020 uh, by putting 20 or 30 candidates on there. For, for governor as independence. So I guess it's much easier there, but I don't know. I guess you only need 25 signatures. I guess as it's an the same as the Republican and Democrat and hmm. in, uh, in Tennessee, but I don't know what the other States are. So anyhow, this is my new theory right here. It's the third party Brown horse, Nikki Haley coming. I was going to say dark horse, but that <laughs> didn't sound right. <laughs> so yeah, coming in there, maybe uh, taking votes away from Trump. We'll see. Well, you know who should run the country? A Native American. They <laughs> should. Yeah. Well, so was it born to run? They're Native. That's true. I'm just saying they're, yeah, that might be a good thing <laughs> for America. That's all I got today, man. To have a Native American. We got, we got out of here just in time for your, for your hard stop. That's yep. a lot of conspiracy today. I got so much conspiracy right now, is man. Con- is it conspiracy Mondays? I both think that Nikki Haley's going to be third party and that Joe Biden's not even going to be on the ballot at the same time. It's just a way for the Democrats to win. Yeah. And not think- really just the Democrats. It's the way for the deep state to win. It's the way for the administrative state to win. Yeah. I do think they're going to pull mm-hmm. out everything they possibly can to keep Trump from winning. I, I agree. And possible jail if that would work but he can still win from jail i don't know i don't know what you do this is going to be a fun i told you it's going to be fun year you would think that the going to jail would knock him out of it but i i said i wouldn't vote for him but i will vote for him if he's in jail because i've never had that opportunity before (laughs) and i've always one of the that's on a bucket list thing so for a candidate in jail i'm gonna vote for a presidential candidate that's in jail you heard it here first. If you yeah. want to get Nate's vote, go to jail. It's everyone's favorite episode. It's Dumb Bleep of the Week. That's the day where the live group, the Fed Haters Club, have submitted a bunch of different dumb things. I also threw in some dumb things as well. And we're going to vote. We narrowed the list down to 10 items today. We're going to vote on which one is the dumbest. At the end of the year, we'll be trying to see if one of these, maybe one of today's items, could end up being Dumb Bleep of the Year. You never know. You have to listen every single Friday to figure it out. And if you see Dumb, make sure you submit that. Go to joingmail.com, join the private Discord group, or you can also email me, Nate's Podcast Notes at gmail.com. Don't send it to my other email. Send it to my Podcast Notes email, because that's all I want going to that specific email. Okay, let's get into it. Dumb bleep number one, very important. And let me bring up the proper screen here so everyone can see what's going on. 
Uh, okay, there we go. A little precursor here, just so you know what's going on at the World Economic Forum, the WEF, which we're going to rename to the WTF after this one. Um, indigenous <laughs> leaders, the- <laughs> indigenous leaders are bringing their knowledge the to Davos. Yes, yeah. Indigenous leaders bringing their knowledge, and one of the ways that we got this uh, was this particular clip that we're all supposed to act like is just fine and dandy. Thank you. And everyone there is so in tuned with the native world, the indigenous people's world, and they care so much about it, of course, with all the things that they, and I'm sure all of the native people of the world or the indigenous people of the world are super down with what the world economic forum wants to do. Mm -hmm. They would be totally up for that. You know, all the individual tribes out there would love to have one collectivist new world order governing everything that we all do. Where are they hosting this? Davos. I think this building was built on some native land. Oh, no, not this one. They oh, would okay. never do that. Yeah. Or maybe this was the ceremony. Of the, I mean, here's the trade-off. Uh, apparently, these people in the audience get to run the whole world and, you know, uh, their ancestors get to kill off almost all the indigenous people. And in exchange, it was written in the law. I don't know if you saw it way back when, but there was a terms and conditions said that this person gets to come cough in your face. And uh, that is the great evening of the scales. Yeah. Afterwards, Who so tweeted this. Um, this is from some random account saying, <laughs> "Let's see what Elizabeth Warren has been up to." Elon <laughs> Musk also uh, tweeted something making fun of she Elizabeth Warren. Could, uh, Listen, we're libertarians here. People can live their lives however they want. But what I will not stand for is us all trying to act like all these people in this room actually care <laughs> give two s words about what this lady's doing and like they all weren't trying to hold back their laughter and that they all weren't grossed the f out when she comes around to sneeze in their faces but anyway is she trying to give them smallpox i don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on does the face paint count as a mask i'm not sure if that if that actually counts i think the cdc said paint your face <laughs> paint yeah. your face okay that's what it is wow. all right Sound like she said, why should I? I like this guy's face as she she comes up to him. Like, are you really about to cough in my face right now? Is that what we're doing? And you can't act weirded out by it at all. Because you're on stage. Because then you're racist, you know. But very important stuff right there. Let's get a close up of that. Oh, there we go. Okay. What is happening? I'm not sure. Like I said, no more WEF. It's a WTF. That's what we're going to call it because I have no clue what's going on. I like how somebody said, let's see what Elizabeth Warren's been up to lately. Uh, go ahead, and Charlie. <laughs> Give us a little explanation right. so we can all understand what's going on. The World Economic Forum in Davos set the stage for indigenous voices that left many scratching their heads and wiping. I think <laughs> they were wiping their foreheads. <laughs> The 2024 WEF ignited a wave of reactions on social media when a uh, ritualistic display prompted questions and rebukes of hypocrisy that could not be ignored. 
In explaining how indigenous leaders are bringing their knowledge to Davos 2024, the WEF stated, as technological progress and cultural shifts accompany deep and complex transformations in the geopolitical and social fabric of the world. Hold on. Chat GPT, write me a BS statement about how we care about what indigenous people think about things. Okay, and then it says... It has never been more important to develop (laughs) solutions for global challenges that are equitable, inclusive, and sustainable. Indigenous voices are thus vital to in adding a perspective that prioritizes long-term thinking and human experiences. You know, maybe it's what true. Did they, so what did they say there? I, nothing. They I said nothing. That, That's like a corporate mission statement. Sounds like nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was written by WTF's HR department. So, hang on. By this woman doing some kind of ritual mm-hmm. from her indigenous people. It's passed down through generations, probably. I'm not saying it's not a real ritual. It yeah, probably sure. is. I don't know where she's from. I don't even care if she does it or if her people do it. Whatever. Do whatever kind of dumb thing you want. But her doing that ritual, that's that's indigenous leaders bringing their knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> like what? This is what we've been missing right here, is this kind of input. So this is going to help develop solutions for global challenges that are equitable, inclusive, and sustainable. Well, yeah, but did you see how she coughed on that third guy's head? Yeah. Yeah, so that's what they mean. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's number one from the WTF. Number two. You see how bad our problems are? Yeah. (laughs) You know, the world is in such turmoil. (laughs) We got time for this. At the World Economic Forum. (laughs) is yeah um from zero hedge and also from congress democrats bring bill to prohibit armed citizen militias and what i'm calling them one of the least american things uh, that you could possibly do but from them democrat lawmakers are advancing legislation intended to prevent privately organized paramilitary and militia group activities within the united states why they can't fight the f-22s no they don't they don't have f-22s right They don't have F-35s. What are they going to do about it? Uh, Introduced by Senator Ed Markey and Representative Jamie Raskin on Thursday, the bill dubbed the Preventing Private Paramilitary Activity Act, or uh, (laughs) would prohibit, that was me doing a ritual, by the way, would prohibit privately organized groups from publicly patrolling, drilling, or engaging in harmful or deadly paramilitary techniques interfering with or interrupting government proceedings or interfering with the exercise of someone else's constitutional rights like their own. Yeah, I get. So, <laughs> I mean, you, you're not supposed to interfere with the exercise of anyone's constitution. Like, isn't that kind of a rule for all of us? Unless you're protesting climate change. Yeah. You know? Or black lives matter. Yeah. Or Gaza Israel thing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but everyone else, we all have those rules. We're not supposed to interfere with the exercise of someone else's constitutional rights. Huh. That's weird. The bill makes exceptions. Good. Good. There's going to be exceptions for members of the National Guard and other military reserve components, state guard forces, and members of other federal or state organized groups to train in and apply paramilitary law enforcement and security service activities. So the government can still do it. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Well, just like Thomas Jefferson intended. Yeah. The bill also allowed for the organization of Groups formed solely to conduct military reenactments. Oh, that's good. We can still see the Civil War reenactment down yeah. there. In Cairo. And, and, well, no, I was going to go to the one in Murfreesboro. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I yeah. can't remember what it's called. I'm sure somewhere in Old Franklin they got some kind of Civil War thing that yeah. goes on too. Mm-hmm. Can you reenact the Revolutionary War where uh, citizen militias took over a government? <laughs> I don't know if you'd be able to do that. Yeah. I'm not sure. So you can still do reenactments. Um, bonafide veterans organizations with no intent to engage in the aforementioned prohibited activities and students in government or state authorized educational institutions that teach military science. ROTC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got more Dumb Leap of the Week coming up on Liberty at Night on the Free Talk Live Network. Coming right up. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 